My name is Denasia. And my name is Faith. And welcome to Season 4 of Taipei Black Girls. We're discussing all things adulting, including life after college, relationships, finances, traveling, and navigating the corporate world, all while being Taipei Black Girls. We hope you enjoy. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Season 4 of Taipei Black Girls. We're back. <laughs> um, so... Let's just go ahead and start off with our rosebud and thorn. Um, if yes. you guys are new here, I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all are returning. But if you are new here, welcome. Um, your rose is something good that happened throughout your week. Your bud is something you're looking forward to next week. And your thorn is something terrible that happened in your week. So, Faith, what happened to your week, girl? Like, let's talk to the people. Okay. Um, rose, I hit my six months at work. I do not know how it's been half a freaking year. It went by really freaking fast. The lows are very low, but the highs were extremely high. Um, it was a, it's been a grand time, you know. The guy who I work over or under is amazing. He be kind of like pushing me. He be like, "Faith, you're smart. You know this," and I'm telling you, I don't. So why do you think I'm lying to you? Like I'm literally telling you, I don't. So he's like, "No, don't look at your notes today." He said, "I think you rely too much on your notes." I know you take really good notes, but I think you rely on them too much. And I know you know it, but you rely on them too much. So I think you need to know exactly how to do it. And I was like, you're right. I write those notes because I know I have bad memory, but I guess I'm going to have to find another way to figure it out. Find um, a way. Find a way. But, you know, my he my manager be talking to him about me. And then he'd be, he be like, guess what the, your manager said? Our manager said, and he's like, you know what, when I, he went to Ireland last week, and so I took over for him to present a lot, a lot of things, and he was like, our, our manager said, you actually, like, rose to the occasion. I said, now that's what I'm talking about. Granted, it would to hear it from him, but I'm glad somebody told me, you know? Um, so that was super cool. Also, this is, your, this is your reminder and sign to go post on LinkedIn about any accomplishments or things you've done, Okay. Um, my bud is I have a jam packed spring full of concerts and comedy shows and trips. We'll get into that soon, but girl, I'm so like things booked, like you can say you about to go somewhere, but when it's actually booked, that means you got to get the hotel and you know, uh, and the flight and the flight. So like once you, once that concert is booked, like I have really been wanting to do a solo date. I'm doing a solo date for a weekend and I'm going to two concerts. Like I am extremely excited. This is going to be my first time traveling alone other than going to North, North Carolina by myself. So mm. I'm very freaking excited. And finally, my thorn um, last weekend was my first time trying to take a red eye. I read the dates wrong, read the times wrong. Um, we're about to leave to the airport. Everything packed. I'm ready to cry. Literally, last my last thorn was this. Why was I supposed to leave Friday morning and not Friday? Yeah. So I'm so glad I chose, honestly, as an adult, what I've been doing, even though it sometimes costs me more money, is picking the option where it lets me get reimbursed or get a refund. Because mm. my anxiety, I get really anxious when I go to the airport. So I just, this is my second time missing a flight in like six months, which is insane because I've never done this in my entire life. Yeah. I, I'm very embarrassed about that because I'm so type A. Like, it's very embarrassing for the brand. But, yeah, so I missed the flight, got reimbursed. But then I took – I was so mad at myself. I took too long to rebook the flight. Why the, why the price double? Overnight. Oh, crazy. So now I had to fly Frontier, and I've only 
doing one checked bag instead of a carry-on in a checked bag. So there's going to be a lot of stuff left here, um, but that's okay because y'all will get the news soon. Um, but yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow and that's going to suck because I'm ready. I've been ready to cry for about a month, a week now. So I'm set, hoping, holding up my tears. You've been and prolonging the tears. Now they got to come all at once. Like what? Um, but yeah. So what about you, moms? What's your yeah, I, Also, uh, you know, I feel like people be really hating on Frontier, but if it's a short flight, like, it's girl, not I'm, a book, I'm a book spirit in Frontier. If it's the cheapest option and I'm not going far, I might not get no peanuts and they might not have no charger in the seat. Because, <laughs> yeah, my phone has died on flights where I've been on spirit. And I'd be like, oh, oh where's the little charging port? Because I'm used to Delta. Where? Not, not, no, and sometimes I feel like spirit is like a little, uh, like, I would fly Frontier over spirits just mm-hmm. because of things that I've heard. And sometimes I, when I went to Vegas to meet Deneja for the second time, I got on a Greyhound bus and it smelled like straight pee. That's what it feels like in the vicinity of sitting to wait to get on to spirit. It's yeah. just pee vibes. I like no, a pee aura. The last time, wait, when I flew back home from Vegas, like this past December, I was on spirit, unfortunately. And they surprisingly were on their best behavior because at that point, Southwest was getting all the heat. Remember mm-hmm. when Southwest delayed all them flights? Yeah. Spirit was putting on their best show. Like, I have never seen customer service like that. They might not have them little TVs. You know the ones. Yes. On the flights. They might not have those. But yeah, they, they had everything locked and loaded. The guy mm-hmm. across from me, they had him on like five Jack Daniels. I said, why is he getting this drunk in the air? Crazy. Absolutely not. With this type of turbulence? No. Because <laughs> if we go up, we all, now now look. Now, I'm not smelling throw up on the plane, personally. Can you imagine? No. Jack Daniels at that. Mm-hmm. Girl, he gonna turn around, look at me, say hi. I said, turn, <laughs> turn, around. turn back around in your seats. But yes, it is. It is the. I feel like your twenties are very frontier. Now, when oh, I'm yeah. in my thirties, thirties, thirties is Delta only. I'm not gonna 30s, hold you. Thirty is Delta American. Honestly, no. I actually don't care because I love a good bang for my buck, but not frontier. No, no, no. Literally, thirties is Sky Lounge, and if it's not Sky Lounge by the thirties, I, I, I messed up. Wrong. Messed up. Extremely wrong. Something happened wrong at like 27. And I just never. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. 27 is, is such a random age. But yeah. <laughs> it is. What's your um, RBC? So, okay. So it's kind of been an eventful week. So I'm going to start off with my bud because Beyonce's going on tour, baby. Yeah. And my pockets aren't ready. I'm not going to lie. I was seeing snippets because you know I'm already I'm on every stand page on Twitter so I'm already yeah. seeing snippets of what them prices might look like and I don't know I really don't know which bill's gonna get cut but <laughs> one no. of them's not gonna make it <laughs> and I'll be like this is so financially irresponsible but then I think about how this lady might not ever go on tour again we barely got this album from her that part so I, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't really know if she ever gonna go on tour solo again. And finally she's not touring with the husband. Like leave yes, him at home. Stage. I'm not the biggest JCZ fan, as y'all can tell. Like leave his ass at home, respectfully. <laughs> um <laughs> like how could he cheat on her? Like I'm just never I don't think I'll ever be over that. Yeah, no, that's the way he looks. Come on now. Becky? Be so for real right now. 
crazy. Um, so I'm glad she's going on tour solo this time. But I do kind of wish I saw the on the run tour. So maybe I'm just jealous that I never saw them. But either way, hey. I need to be at Renaissance. Um, also, I hear Brent Fias is going on tour. He just went on Insta Live like yesterday, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yesterday because I was in the office and I, I had to put one headphone in to tap in, right? <laughs> <laughs> How do you have notifications? <laughs> I was multitasking. Like, usually I listen to music while I work, but he went live. So I was like on like Excel while I was on listening to his live. Yeah. And he happened to um have like a song playing in the background. And I was early. So, you know, the numbers wasn't too high up in there. So yeah. I typed in there. And I said, oh, what song is that in the background? Girl, why he going to see the comment? And he going to be like, oh, uh, this song is da-da-da-da-da. And going to show the camera. <laughs> I said, I know he remembered me, baby. You know. <laughs> the- <laughs> You're insane. <laughs> Delusional. I- I've I've been delusional. I knew that, yeah. but it's like I I know he remembered me. Because yeah. <laughs> why didn't he reply to nobody else's comment? He only replied to mine. You got me there. Because that's my man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he already know what's up. Like it's oh, that's insane. That's um, insane. yeah, literally. So so yeah, love Brent. He said he's going on tour in the summer as well. And drinking, oh and my, drink. and drink champagne poppy. So I, I really have to see all of them. It's, it's really no question. I, I will say, I'm here for all the Beyonce everything, but I will not be getting tickets. I, I, I did also see. I also peeped the numbers and I said, I'm running the numbers. It's not calculating up. It's not adding up. Well, with all the numbers for for Beyonce and then Drake, and I added extra tats and then I added rent on top of that. And then outfits and flights, crazy, insane. Um, so I will be going to Dreamville. That'll literally in, in my group chat, my like Cisco Black group chat. There was like, who going to Dreamville? She was like, well, I got to see how much money I spent on Beyonce first, and then we gonna see. Oh, easily, yeah. Easily. So for all my North Carolina girlies, I haven't wanted to go. I feel like if you live in Raleigh or even North Carolina, like you have, like you just have to go to Dreamville. So because I'm living there, like that's on my bucket list this year. Beyonce, I'm gonna see all the videos, and I cannot wait for your recap. Um, yeah, why my mom talk about talk about you gonna get a seat on YouTube.com? I said, <laughs> lady, why would you say that? Why would you say that? Why would you say that? YouTube.com, come on, come on now. She said I'm gonna have to bootleg the tour. I will. I will I, be on that YouTube.com slash Beyonce. I said the way Beyonce's copyright team is set up, baby, ain't no videos getting out. Yes. Real quick. I'm not gonna go on the dark, the dark, dark web to get it to get a snippet of Alien Superstar. We're getting nothing. Mm, I didn't think about that. You're you're onto something for real. Okay, mom, what's your rose? <laughs> Crazy. Um, so yeah, that that's my bud. Love Beyonce. Um, Rose is that. I did go on a little surprise date. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't I don't be telling y'all like any of of like my my relationship life I guess because most of the time it really don't even be worth talking about I'm not gonna hold you like (laughs) like I don't know like I'm delusional sometimes I'll admit so some things I'd be like is this even worth talking about the most the most locked in I've been with a man for real was Brent Fias but (laughs) side eye (laughs) no I'm playing um, but yeah, so 
this man that I met out here, he told me I need to be ready by seven. That's what I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about. He yeah. said, and I said, well, what's the attire? Because you know I'm type A. I need to know literally what type of restaurant I'm about to look. Because I don't want to pull up in no dunks and it's yeah. a heels type of restaurant. And dudes just don't be thinking about that kind of stuff because they can Ever. they can pull up in dunks in a in a regular you know a regular regular fit. For me, if this is a fancy restaurant, I'm trying to drip down. You know, I'm trying to like match the energy. So I'm like grilling him with questions like, okay, well, should I wear this or this? He talk about yeah. just keep it cute and cash. What is that? Lola does the same. Oh, cute and cash? Come on now. He didn't say cash. He said oh. casual. <laughs> I shortened it to cash. But yeah, no, he said, he said, just stay cute and casual. Like you're gonna look good regardless. I said, you're not understanding my point, sir. You're not getting it. Do I wear heels or not? Please. I, I, I feel like that's a good gauge. Yeah, exactly. I said heels or no heels. He said, I really can't tell you. I said, okay. <laughs> So, wow. uh, yeah. So, no, it was very casual, though. I ended up wearing dunks. I did end okay. up wearing dunks. Um, very cute, very casual. It was like a waterfront restaurant on the water, freezing on the water, let me tell you. But the view was worth it. Um, okay. Real cute. But it was right after I got off work. So, like, I had about an hour to this man pulled up because he said be ready by a certain time. So, I had about an hour. I got home and I had an hour left so i said i need to shower do something to this head because i had a i had a messy bun in mm. and man was it messy and <laughs> just looking busted right and i know the receptionist at my front desk literally thought i was a shapeshifter because when i came back from work versus when i left downstairs and two different people two yeah. different people he talked about i'm here i said i don't even have lashes on yet he talked about you don't need them that completes the look sir Sir, I just did a full face. Come on now. Full face. Um, but in conclusion, yeah, it was really fun. I had a great time, great conversation, ate good. And I feel like, well, this 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 is about self-love and like being your own Valentine's Valentine for this year. Um, yeah. but I had a great, yeah, I had a great occasion. It was it was really fun. Right. Um, so my thorn is that uh girl, why is my hot water out? Sick. Sick. You've been fighting. <laughs> Tooth and nail. <laughs> a lot. I've been waiting in the water for real. Like my hot water was acting up. And why am I literally like calling my dad, FaceTiming him, showing him the water heater? Like, which button do I press? Uh, no. I'm like, which one is it? Please send help. Um yeah, so that 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 was a lot. And I already had to cuss out the utility company last weekend because yep. why was my electric bill $389? That's <laughs> insane. That, that was the December one when you weren't even there. When okay, let me let me break this down for y'all real quick. I was gone half of December back yep. in Vegas. Okay, and my bill runs from like the later half of December through mid-January, right? Mm -hmm. So when I get that bill in, I'm wondering why the hell is $389 if I was not here? No way. So I immediately called. I said, so who been in my apartment then running it? <laughs> so, since y'all can't give me no answers. <laughs> and now all of a sudden it's, man, what, 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 what? <laughs> I said, I don't know who's going to pay it. But it's not me. So y'all better figure something out. Figure it out. 
because why is it less why is it more expensive than when i was fully here for november and the first half of december why is it more expensive than that they talk about, well you know rates are going up i said yeah. if this is based on usage what rates are you talking about <laughs> you're just making stuff up at this point making stuff up i said if y'all don't figure this out you don't want to know what i'm going to do next <laughs> and that's not a threat that's a promise because I'm not paying a 400. My bill is usually 80 for context. They did something wrong. 80, 80 to 90. And it went to $389. Absolutely not. I say, if y'all get somebody to come out here and read this meter by 8 a.m. tomorrow, I'm not even going to finish my sentence. Because you don't <laughs> want to know. I went full Mama Thompson. Like, mm -mm. black mom. Like, I really shocked myself, truly. Honestly, everybody in the Cheetah Girls, I would never want to be mad at me because I see how they get when they are mad at other people. And I'm like, I would probably die, actually. <laughs> I'm too I'm too nervous and anxious. <laughs> no, literally, like, I really don't even get mad, but certain stuff like like just absurdity gets me mad. Exactly. You know? Yeah, like, no, absolutely. You, you have the aud audaciousness. Yeah, that's a new one. Send me that bill and think I was going to pay it. Like, I was just, I think more than anything, I was taken aback. I was flabbergasted. I was. That's I was, a heinous crime. I was led astray, if you will. I, I'll <laughs> give it to you. I'll give it to you. Um, um, so, yeah, that, that's been my life. Um, but let's, you know, cue, cue, cue to Sam. Oh, yeah, girl. Girl, we got sound <laughs> effects. We got sound effects. <laughs> They're like, girl, what is this? What the heck is that? <laughs> All right, y'all. We have an announcement, y'all. Yes, I'll let, I'll let you... Pr pr you okay, give okay. So I, I, as y'all know, this is, this is our little pitch, right? Mm -hmm. So we are type A girlies. Of course. And we thought it would be fun yes. to do a little type P type of thing, which is basically the complete opposite of type A. So yeah. what we're going to do is we're going to go on a trip to D.C., we are not planning anything, literally anything. nothing. All we're doing is booking the ticket and booking the hotel. And it's going to be a completely spontaneous weekend. Very out of our comfort zones for both of us. Because we are yeah. used to having itineraries of what we're going to do for a girl's trip. We are yeah, literally yeah. doing the bare minimum, right? But the one thing we do want to plan is a meetup with any girlies, any type of girlies that are in Washington, D.C., yeah, um, we literally threw a virtual um, dart on a list of cities. Yeah, to figure out where we're gonna go, and the dart went on Washington D.C. So yeah. that's where we're headed in March. So mm -hmm. if you are a Type A girly and you want to meet us, um, hit us up on Instagram. This is very important. Let us know if you're even down first before recording anything, because yeah. this is gonna be the only Type A thing we do all weekend, and we got to make a reservation. Um, but yeah, we're doing a Type P trip, y'all. I'm very excited. I don't know how this idea even came up, but if you guys aren't familiar with Type P, listen to um, the Type P trip recap with Paul. That kind of will give you what the vibe is because going out with Paul, you never know what's going to happen. Never know. And I was like, oh yeah, like we're going to have a chaotic, chaotic weekend. And y'all, it is not even funny. Literally, like this has to be fate because back when me and Indonesia were 16 and 17, that's when we first met. 
at, mm-hmm. like outside of Twitter. That's when we first met. And I literally thought about it. I was like, oh, we're going to DC. That's when we first met. Like we had this podcast. Like it's all supposed to happen for real. No, literally. I was like, this is meant to be because why did the dark go on Washington, DC? It was between that and Atlanta. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we're going to see, we're probably going to redo all the photos. Yeah, we're going to do a side-by-side. Like, yes. literally, it's been, like, how many years? Oh, my gosh. That was 2017? Yeah. Carry the one, add the three. That's, <laughs> that's, that's six. That's six. We're getting up there. We're getting up there. Dang. Um, <laughs> literally, early 20s. We talk no. about, yeah, we getting old. <laughs> But this is very important, y'all. Please DM us if you're like a Howard girly, a DC girly. Honestly, if you want to travel a DMV girly, like we want to meet y'all. Yeah. We're looking Outside of our friends that are listeners and my sisters, like I've never met none of y'all. So tap in, please. Tap, tap, tap in. Yeah. I mean, um, we go to the club together. Like that would be fun. Going to the club? Oh, that would be real. Would... Y'all yeah. come, come club with us. Come club with us. Now that <laughs> I feel like a brunch is cute. Keep it cute, of course. Cute. But we're doing type P. Type A. Our type A thing is to go to brunch. We're not doing that. We type P. We push P. We be going to P at the club. We pushing P at the club. Glasses on. Glasses on. Hookah, hookah in mouth. Wings hookah. at the table. <laughs> Watermelon hookah and wings. Hookah and wings. Easily. Oh, this is about to be a trip for the. If y'all like hookah, we get in the watermelon mint flavor. Okay. <laughs> insane. This is insane. Oh my god. Okay, y'all. Okay. Let's Very get into long intro. Very long intro. Period. We haven't really talked to you. I feel like we've had a lot of guests, and we haven't had a chance to really talk about our lives as much this season. So I feel like that was necessary. No big facts. Big facts. But let's go ahead and get into how to be your own Valentine and how to. Just a guide on self-love, honestly. I feel like being at February, Black History Month, of course, put fists up. But also, it's Valentine's Day. And I know I can sometimes get hard for really everybody. Like, even people in, in relationships. You mm-hmm. did, your, did your man ask you to be your Valentine? I know mine hasn't. He has a few more days. So, I know. I'm really just counting count down, honestly. I'm waiting. He, he gave me flowers. He keeps giving me flowers every time we see each other. So, I'm just like, waiting for one of them to come with a question. With the question, yeah, yeah, because it, like, like, I told my sister, I was like, yeah, like, Lola said he has a plan, but he's waiting to, you know, pop it up, and she's like, dang, like, him, he still needs to ask you? I said, absolutely. Actually, oh, easily. Actually, he did mention that at the, at the dinner, he did say, my Valentine's Day starts now. Oh. And I said, oh. Month long. I like that. I said, I like that. I like a Valentine's month. Matter of fact. We're just waiting for the chocolate on the plate. The chocolate on the plate, baby. Because I know you listen to this, sir. Sir, you know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are. He be popping in. I've been waiting for for her to actually introduce you to the pod. I've been waiting. Me I've been keeping too. my mouth shut. And that's hard for me, okay? Oh, he listened. He going to text me as soon as he listens to it. Like, he he just smirking. <laughs> oh, you talking about me? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but moms, let's let's go ahead and get into it. So there's so much more talk about being in your soft girl, girl era. That was real intense last mm. time. Um, and learning to love yourself first. Now more than ever, why do you think that is? 
So I really feel like there's this huge surge of like really pushing women to first love themselves, right? Especially before they get into a relationship. And for me, I really feel like for the first time, and I think this is more of a historical thing too, for the first time, women can actually, for one, be completely independent. You do not have to have a man to live, to pay your rent, to have a job. Like we have reached a whole new level of like financial stability and freedom. And I think that has a lot to do with it because you can finally start choosing the men you want and not just having to marry one because you're literally not allowed to work or because we're in the 1950s and women's rights are looking slim. You know, like there's actually a lot of room for you to be more independent. And I think that comes with now you can be picky because you have the power to be. And you have the ability to be like, no, I don't want a man that isn't doing X, Y, and Z. And even if you are in a relationship, you have the freedom to leave. Because a lot of our grandmothers and long lines of women could not leave the toxic, abusive men they were with. But now they can. Or now we can. You know, Mm -hmm. which I think is a a big reason why you see so much, like, self-love. And, like, you can enter your soft girl era because now there aren't that many restraints to where you can't. Um, So that's why I feel like it's come about now. But I think also for like us as black women, it's still kind of a a weird thing because we're always expected to be independent. So trying to go in that soft girl era is already is already a hustle. It's already a a hurdle to get over because it's not something that I think comes as natural to us. Yeah, Um, I will say growing up, like I never understood why my mom dated slash married the man she did. But now I realize it's because, like, it was hard being a single mom to three girls, barely having child support, and she kind of needed a man to take care of her kids. So she, instead of putting herself first, she put her kids first. And I feel like Mm. that's a whole other dynamic that, like, growing up, I was like, what are these men? Like, I do not understand this. But, like, I feel like there were certain qualities that, you know, worked, and the ones that didn't, she kind of just either couldn't see them in the beginning or kind of just put it did a blind eye so that her kids could be taken care of and I feel like now as an adult with my adult lenses on I'm like I get it like I Mm. hated Voldemort vibes for real but I get it and you know I feel like you know my mom she is finally in her soft girl era of choosing herself and it's crazy because I've never seen her seen her choose herself before Granted, it's 44 years down the line, but frick yeah, finally, like, she has the autonomy to do it. And I feel like as, you know, 20-year-olds or whatever, you may or may not have kids, but when there's that kid layer, Mm. it's it's a whole nother ballpark. Like, we can talk about being childless. That's a whole nother ballpark. But having kids, it's Mm. really hard to be yourself around because there's always people that you need to choose before yourself. That's. And I feel like now, like, now that we have our adult eyes, like, you start seeing the whole grown folks business stuff in a totally different light. Oh, I get it. I really, like, I feel like you kind of develop more of a respect for, for one, the women in your life, too, and realize yeah. all they had to put up with and deal with constantly mm-hmm. from the men in their life just to even make a household happen. And a lot of times they're like, it's either I put up with him and I deal with this and it might not even be that it's like a toxic relationship. She might just not be happy. Like she just doesn't love him or, you know, he's not meeting her expectations, but it's like, it's either that or my kids don't have a two parent household. 
or my kids yep. are struggling or, you know, like really having to put your family first, I think puts a whole different element to it. And it makes you, yeah. especially as an adult, realize how much they really sacrifice for us. And I was honestly thinking like more often than not, when women put themselves first, like when they finally get into that softer girl era, they they start doing things that are really simple, but they forget to do because they're putting everybody else before them. Mm. Like getting I don't, other than if it was like a, a girl's day with the kids, like I don't remember my mom ever like just going by herself to get a pedicure. Like it was slim to none. Like oh. it was always putting our needs, what field trip, what extracurricular, what clothes, what shoes, what hair products, like what, whatever do you need? And then whatever she had left, then she's like, Okay. But honestly, whatever she had left, she was still spending on us. Thank you. My mom, the same way, like we had to force her on her birthday to go buy something for herself. Yep. And even then she and Cole's talking about, y'all like this? Like, <laughs> girl, it's your birthday. You know, like I think moms have this really selfless aspect to them, but I think especially black moms, it's mm-hmm. like my kids come first for one. Yeah. And two, I would be a bad mother if I didn't think like that, you know? And it's- it's like, what do I look like having good stuff on and my babies look a hot mess? Right. My mom used to say that all. She was like, you guys are a reflection of me. That Bro, they love that. They love that saying. <laughs> it's like they all went into a class before they became mothers. And they were like, this no, is what I'm convinced. Have- I'm convinced they all went and like signed a form. And they yeah. said, when we go in the grocery store, you better not touch nothing. Like there's a list. There's a list. And I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to be initiated. Hopefully no time soon. But I want to go to this class. <laughs> Girl, we gotta we gotta book the same class because I'm not. We, we gotta be our notes or something. We <laughs> we gotta we gotta sign up at the same time because I feel like it's gonna get waitlisted. I, I feel like as soon as that baby is like in there for like a month straight, like you start going to these classes that nobody tells you about. Yeah, it's like your mom instincts kick in. Loki, yes. I feel like I might have attended a class early because I be my my like maternal instincts have Loki started kicking in. Like when I be seeing kids out in public, I'll be like, "Don't let me touch that damn pole." Like I really be speaking. <laughs> I'm just like, why would I say that in my head? I'm like arguing yeah. myself. Lola, Lola sometimes that told me he's like, "You're not their mom." And I'm mm-hmm. like, "You got me there." I guess I'm not. That's what you're, <laughs> that no, baby needs a coat on. Why has that baby got snot running down? Please, somebody clean. Wash her hands. <laughs> you know, like it's just like. Yeah. But honestly, I be I be really cutting. I think moms deserve a lot of a lot of slack cut because I didn't give it to her. I'll tell you that I made that. Me and my sisters, we gave her a run for her money and then so. No, oh, I was a I was a handful. I'll tell you that. I'm not, not going to lie. I've toned it down a lot. Oh, a lot. Once those adult lenses come on. Oh, you're like, I get it. I understand. I, and I'm sorry, honestly. I'm genuinely sorry. Like, mom, like, I, I understand why you were mad at me when I put the fruit roll-ups in the car. Like, I get it. But you, as, as my mom, you knew that what made me happy. So you you budgeted something else so that I could get my fruit roll-up, which is crazy. Which is crazy. And you know what? If I worked a long day at work and my kid had one job to take the, the chicken out the freezer and I came home and the chicken still wasn't defrosted. I should have got more whoopings. Oh, yeah. I deserved, I deserved way more whoopings than I got. I'm not going to hold you. My mom gave us a lot of grace. Way more than I... I don't even know if I'd be able to have that much grace. 
Because mm. my patience already run thin. Then and I'm not even with kids. I'm not even with child. <laughs> not in the <laughs> birth control but, on the day. But it's okay. Enough about enough about the children, right? We love the kids, but we pay black girls for the kids. Okay. Yeah, actually, not really. Not <laughs> but really. shout out to y'all for real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when did you realize that you have to love yourself first before you can love someone else? I feel like this topic is a bit hard because me and Lola started dating in my formative years. I say this thing and he hates it. I'd be like, you got me real young, didn't you? <laughs> he hates when I say that. <laughs> we started dating when I was 19 um, and I was extremely hard on myself like hard and tricked on myself. Like that's when I had developed my eating disorder that I didn't know was an eating disorder. Like really didn't self-love was not at the forefront. It was let's get this coding assignment done. And if you don't, you don't get to eat. So what about it? Um, and when I started dating Lola, I was trying also trying to figure out who I was and he helped me figure out how to love myself. And in turn, I became a nicer person started kind of doing some introspective work, like who do I actually want to be to to be a better person for him? Because he's such a good person for me. There, he, It's not fair that I'm treating him like this because of my childhood trauma. And I will say having a significant other that can help you through that on top of a therapist, of course, because that they're not there to be your therapist. He just was so gentle with me, even though I was a brat, like, wow, 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 wow. And now in our third year, which is insane, Mm. I feel like grandpa saying that, honestly, I definitely, in comparison to that first six months, I was a B word. And I don't like to say that. I say that very harshly. I was a B word. And I didn't realize that because I had always been putting up with like, men shenanigans that I'm like I'm not I was I was using my what's that thing called my personality to those like little hoodlums I was messing with to him and he didn't deserve that because he wasn't like the men that I used to mess with but I was only used to that so I was treating him like he was nothing like I did with all the other ones and he's like you don't you don't really got to do that like it's okay you know you how, how do you want to work this out? You know, really being gentle. So I feel like I have a kind of unconventional self-love journey because in my formative self-love years, I was with a man who literally is an angel. I'd be telling him, like, you could tell me. It's okay. You could tell me. Yes, you're an angel. I will not tell nobody. Knowing that will be my rose if he tells me. I'll let you know <laughs> right now. But what about you, Mom? No, it's like he taught you how to accept love. Yeah. Oh, Oh, wow. I'll get into that. Then, wow. Yeah, you're on to something for real. Mm. Mm. Well, for me, um, I feel like mine started after I went through a huge, like, situationship breakup. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, I was just like, I'm allowing somebody that I never even really dated. Yeah. Never even was really my boyfriend have such a huge impact on me. And we weren't even together. And for me, like, that was, like, an internal embarrassment because I was just, like, there's no reason why you should let this man really affect you this much if he wasn't even, one, treating you the way that you should have been treated. And, two, why are you so caught up in this? Like, you should be moving on faster than, you know, it was a two-year situationship. If y'all tapped into our very first 
felt talking stages episode. This was Mr. Two Years, right? Mm -hmm. So like after that, um, I was just, I, I really felt like I didn't want to ever have a man have that much of a, of a hold on me, especially one that I didn't even love and one that didn't love me, you yeah. know? And I feel like I was allowing like male validation to affect how I felt about myself. And I was mm -hmm. like, there should never be a point where like how I feel about myself is impacted by what he's doing. You know, that like part. my love for myself should be unconditional, regardless if he's texting me back, regardless if I find out he's talking to other girls, like it should mm -hmm. never be to the point where I feel some type of way about myself because of what he's doing. That's not a reflection on me. Yeah. And I was just like, if I'm that worked up and that like heartbroken, which I mean, heartbreak is normal, you know, like that's going to happen in and if you're dating and like you're you're a young woman and like that's that's natural but mm -hmm. i was like the way i was feeling and like the level of like low of lowness that i was hitting i was yeah. like imagine if that was my husband doing that Ooh, imagine if that was somebody that i was in a real real relationship with you know like i need to really work on myself as like my foundation first before i add anybody on top of that because yeah. if the foundation is broken you can't build a house and I and I tried to build a house in my relationship, and it kept on falling because I wasn't properly healed. Thank you. If the foundation is cracked, you are not building anything. And I yeah. think a lot of people jump into relationships maybe before they're emotionally ready, but they don't take the time to try to fix the foundation while they're in the relationship either. So it just becomes this like piling on top of like you have internal things that you need to work on and your partner does probably, they probably do too. We all have things we need to work on, but it's like, are you willing to fit them? Are they going to help you fit them? Yeah. Um, me and Lola actually started doing a, not like weekly, but like sometimes I'll see I'm on couples talk and of course, and there's like these questions like how to get closer to your partner. And a lot of them are like for the people that are in their first year, like what's your, what's my favorite color? Like, come on now. But like some of them <laughs> it's get blue. We know this. <laughs> like, come on. It's, it's, it's purple, blue, sometimes more so blue, but like, like I noticed, but like sometimes they really be, if you get an nitty gritty, they have some solid questions. So honestly with your partner or maybe your future partner, just find look up questions to ask your partner on Pinterest or something. That junk will get real deep real fast. Mm. Like I learned it's been three and some three years some change, and I'm still learning stuff about my partner. Like it's, oh yeah, it really helps to. And sometimes your some childhood trauma might come out based off those questions that you never thought would come out, and now you're being vulnerable. So also don't do those things. Don't do those questions unless you want to be vulnerable because you get real yeah. tough. So That's the other thing. You have to be willing to actually be open because nothing's going to start if you're in denial. And I think I realized that after the whole like situationship situation, yeah. um, because I was like, I was really in denial for a couple years about like what I thought my self-esteem and confidence was at versus where it was really at. And I think mm -hmm. it's very easy to be like, oh, I love myself. Yeah. But like, yep. do you mean that? And so you know when you're lying to yourself. Yeah. Deep down inside, you know that answer. So, like, really actually take a moment to be honest with yourself and realize that, like, no one has to know besides you. Like, yeah. there isn't anyone quizzing you, you know? Like, if you realize that you really need to work on yourself, no one has to know that besides you. True. And journaling really helps. And you have oh, to be yes. in journaling. Like, you can't be lying on, on those cheats. Because you know what's the truth. You know what the truth is, honestly. And yeah. it's like, the more that you are lying to yourself, the more you're going to really lack progress. And you're just going to keep going in the same circles. You're wasting um, your time. 
yeah, you're wasting, you're literally wasting your own time. Yeah. Um, so I think the moment that I became like honest with myself is when I was like, no, like I, I realized what I deserve for one. Yeah. And two, I realized that I need to treat myself better because if I, if I, when I really started to like truly love and respect myself is when I stopped putting up with dumb stuff. Mm, Cause I was like, what's the point? My soulmate wouldn't do this. Would I want to walk down the aisle with the person that's doing this? Mm. Do I want to say vows to a man that did this to me? No, I don't. Because saying vows in the first place is embarrassing. So, like, if I'm a dude, I'm really going <laughs> to do it with somebody real. Because now I got to sit here and confess my love in front of all my homegirls and my family. That's and, my, and they don't take nothing serious. I'm going to get clowned after this. Yeah. So you really need to be worth it. <laughs> really think about that the next time you're putting <laughs> up with something. Okay. Yes. Yes. Right. And think about also another thing that I saw actually, I think I saw this on TikTok. Um, I saw that on TikTok. A little exercise if you really want to realize if you love yourself or like if you are in a relationship that's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, would you tell your future daughter about the way that y'all met and how he's treating you now? Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Another one. Would you want your best friend to be treated like this? Mm. That one and or and or your sister, if you don't have a best friend, and would you want your sister to be treating like this? Would your grandma be proud of the person you're bringing home right now? Oh. After all the prayers she didn't say? Because you know grandma's prayer goes far. That prayer, prayer shawl, prayer cloth. I don't know what what they done put in a grandma's prayer, (laughs) but my grandma's prayer has gotten me through a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That and my mom. My mom is a prayer warrior. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Mama come in. I would wake up and my mom over there praying over me. Praying over me. Like, mom, what's I'm so scared. I wake up, I see her looking dead in my face. I said, What are we doing here? Speaking in tongues, mom, aren't you in bed? It's it's 2 a.m. <laughs> come on now. We both got work in the morning. I just want you to be ready for the first day of school. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you. But it makes sense. Because that's that's my that's their baby at the end of the day. Uh, but moms, what do you think is the hardest part for black women when it comes to tapping into this soft girl era and or self-love? So like this reminds me of um, I don't know if, if y'all listen to B. Simone's podcast, but one of the episodes she talked about like masculine energy and um, her co-host said that it's a defense mechanism for black Absolutely. women. Yeah. And I was like, that is so true. And she basically just went on to say that um for so many years we've had to be the strong one or be the one holding down a family or be hyper independent you know just really making sure that you are like taking care of the people around you and I think it comes back to like this matriarch of like black households like most things revolve around the grandma and the mom usually yeah and I think you see that when like a grandma passes away and now the family don't talk no more that part that's the you know so like I think there's like a really high expectation on black women and like the defense mechanism is just be like, I got it. Yeah. Cause like, I'm going to handle it. Like not relying on other people because you've either been disappointed or because you feel like they're not going to do it the way you need it done. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I got it. I'm handling it. But in the same way, like when someone comes around that actually wants to take care of you and provide for you, you're like, uh, you're like, what are you doing here? Like, I got it. I got it. And he's like, I got it. So now it's a power struggle or she, you know, whatever you prefer. Yeah, whatever you, yeah. Whoever comes into your life, your partner, is that like, part. 
I got it. And now it's a power struggle. And now it's like, you're, you're, I hate the thing of like masculine versus feminine energy, but it's like, it's real. You're exuding, you're exuding masculine energy and so are they. So it's like a power struggle. So I think and- like trying to tap into your feminine energy, um, which doesn't necessarily mean being domestic and submissive either. Yeah. Um, but just like allowing, allowing people to like cater to you and love you, I guess, can be a little bit difficult. Yeah, and I will also say it does take a certain, I'm going to say man in my situation. You can put whatever person you want to put in. Submitting to a man is hard, but the right man will make it easy. Mm. Let's just say amen. Amen. Okay? It's like, I see you doing all this stuff. I like It's kind of a level of giving him a level of trust. Like, I Mm. trust you. Because so many times you're like, no, I got it. Because I don't trust you doing it. You're not going to do it right. When you find that person that you're like, I want to submit to you. Like, I mm. want to me. And I, I and actually want to cater to you. I want to, like, I want to cook for you. And I'm lazy. I'm talking about like cooking for nobody. I don't like cooking. I don't like cooking. I don't like cleaning. But I'm like, my man had a long day at work. Let me get these dishes done. Let me clean off these counters. Let me make this pizza dough so we can have pizza after this podcast. Like, mm. I'm really thinking, I'm thinking, it's also to a two-sided coin because I'm also thinking, like, I got to show him that I'm ready to be a stay-at-home mom. Because in a few years, <laughs> this 401k is going to be done. Okay? I'm not going back. Okay? So it's, so it's also like, I, look, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay? I'm ready. But honestly, the right man will make it easy to be submissive to. Mm, period. That's, that's, that's facts. And yeah. honestly, the right man also, you will literally be like, yes, I do the cooking. Yes, I do the cleaning. Like, that's really what it, it is. It doesn't feel like a chore. It doesn't feel like, like, um, like, oh, I'm literally being a housewife maid. Hey, maid, I see you got your maid outfit on like you always do. <laughs> like, it doesn't feel like that. It's an act of love. Yes. It's like, it's like acts of service. We talk about yeah. love languages. Like, it's literally acts of service. And I think you start to show that if you're with somebody that one makes you feel comfortable that you can let your guard down enough to do that. Guard down. Let it down. True. And tap and like that's really like tapping into that energy where like you're allowing yourself to be loved and to give it. Yeah. And I was also talking to that masculine energy point. Um, I was talking to my sister and she was like, she's learning more about like feminine energy and stuff and how like the mental cycle affects you, all that stuff. And she was like, we have operated me and my sisters have operated in masculine energy for our entire lives. Like, I don't know if I talked to the, talk about this in the podcast, but my sister passed away when I was 16. Hope was 14 and joy was 12. And I'm not going to hold you. I buried all of that down and I got the best grades of my life. Like I was like, what do we need to handle this year? Mm. Other than my sister passing, what do we need to handle? Because I can't take that right now. So I, what can I control in my life? And I was masculine hard junior year. I'm talking about a push down. Granted, I didn't pass that AP exam, but that's either here nor there. Okay. But during that time, it was what's important. It's make sure, like, if my mom can't handle something, make sure my sisters are fine and make sure my grades are good because that's what I can handle and control. Sometimes Mm. my sisters never really respected me until like we got I got older, but I, I tried, you know. Yeah. And like, like you said masculine energy is the defense mechanism and that was my defense against my sister passing away and so it really did suck because I don't think I 
have experienced that self-love and like just that journey until I was, I got out of college because I prioritized mm. and what my, what I thought were my friends' opinions were then. Yeah. So now I'm finally like, wow, let me figure out who I am. So my mm. journey started as soon as I graduated college. And I'm not going to lie. I think a, for a lot of people, at least for me, I had no clue what I was doing or who I was until I moved to New York. Yep. Mine, North Carolina. Like, I think that the process of like, it's like leaving your hometown, at least for me, was like, I realized previously before that I was kind of just mirroring. It's hard. Like, like whoever I was around, I was kind of just like a chameleon. And I knew I did have a, a sense of who I was, but I felt like I couldn't truly figure out who I was until I was alone for the first time. And it's until hard. I had to be thrown into new environments and actually figure out what what's going on. And I think a lot of the, a lot of times, I, like how you mentioned, like with your sister, like we bury so many emotions because it's just not convenient to deal with them. It, it wasn't. Like life is happening fast. And it's like, I don't even have the mental stability right now to even think about all the pain and trauma that I've gone through. So I, like, like, regardless, the sun is still coming up tomorrow and I got things to do at 8 a.m. And it's yeah. so hard to like break out of that because you should have like, you know, the the what's the word? Like the ability, I guess, to yeah. actually process your emotions. But it's like, I think there's just so many expectations, especially on black women that it's like, life goes on. I don't even have time to get through this. Yeah. And I will say there was a point where sophomore year, it all come crashing down. Everything bubbled up. Like mm. the fact that I, could, I couldn't control school. So everything came out. And mm. Bro, I was almost, it's, it's not funny, but I was almost admitted to like the Santa Asylum. I know that's not what it's called, but I was almost admitted to there and I couldn't stop crying. My mom took me to the pediatrician and she's like, well, I think you should try to admit her. So we tried to admit her to this, to the grippy stock, grip, grippy stock cage. And when I found out that I couldn't wear lip gloss in there, that deterred me. Oh, said, that, 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 that's a wrap. I said, I said, she, my mom was like, you need to go in there and tell them that you are suicidal. Because if you're not, if you don't tell them you're suicidal, you can't get admitted. I said, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to break it, but you're nothing like what comes out of my mouth. I went into that little room. I said, are you, are you trying to hurt, harm yourself? I said, no, I just can't stop crying. She said, unfortunately, we can't admit it. My mom was hot. <laughs> work to take me to the pediatrician and the sin asylum. And I, I, did, I, could, I, I wasn't suicidal. I was just uncontrollably crying because I was failing my classes. Um, I, the thought of my sister passing away finally hit me like a truck. Like it was just a day and some change of just nonstop crying. My face was so red. My eyes were so swollen. Like it's not funny, but the fact that lip gloss deterred me from going into the <laughs> It's a valid reason. It's very valid. Like absolutely. I'm sorry. Coming out chap lips with that ring around my lips. No. Great. No, he's not even car mats. Like no. We don't got no 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 Burt's bees in there. No, sorry, love ya, but no. Love um, <laughs> moms, let's get into you know another question. So, how does the dynamic in a relationship change once you actually know yourself and love yourself? Mm, okay, so I whenever I think of this, I think of my one friend because she was in a relationship all throughout high school, and I remember being in high school and being like, I really want that like like high school I wanted the high school sweetheart so bad real bad real bad and I I know that like she had it and 
she she dated this man from like I think our sophomore year and they broke up around like our like 2020s like our junior year of college yeah and I remember like talking to her because I was like everyone thought y'all was locked in because most high school couples don't make it past the first year of college like yeah y'all in different schools you know you know how that go he in the dorms girl I tried it it didn't work yeah so it's like that that's a rough time but the fact that they made it past freshman and sophomore year everyone thought they were gonna like be locked in forever so when they did break up she said that she has never felt more lost and she was like my identity throughout my entire like childhood essentially in college especially and in high school has revolved around this man like I can't think of a memory that doesn't involve him oh yeah so when she put it like that I was like wow so like her journey I was really like inspired by I guess because I was like if she can do it any anybody can do it yeah. because she was deeply in love with that man and they they fell apart but it's like at the end of the day she realized that like she has to relearn herself and she can't she can't go back to him just because it's comfortable like she really has to figure out who she is and separate her identity from somebody else yeah and now she's still single and she's like I'm having the best time of my life like I'm really I know she is I know she is and it's like that's really inspiring because he could have easily went down a dark hole or just went back to him because it's comfortable and because it's what she knows. But she was like, I'm really sitting here realizing that I have no clue who I am. Mm -hmm. So I say that to say, I think like when you're in a relationship and you do love yourself, like I feel like that just opens a whole new door because now it's like, I can give you my full self because I actually know who I am. Yep. Like I can actually provide for you or I can, I can come to you and know I'm solid in my stance too, because I think also when you date somebody and you don't know who you are, you're not really as solidified on different perspectives. Like you're kind of easily swayed. And I think it also comes with like dating very, very young. If like you dated somebody at 16 and you still with them or you're dating an older guy, you know, like it can get that, that can get very dicey because Mm -hmm. people can be manipulative and you might not have a solid stance on actually how you feel about things and you become easily swayed. Yeah. So I feel like when you do take the time to actually love yourself, it makes a huge difference. Absolutely. That's snap, snap vibes for real. For, um, real. for me, and back to the question, how does the dynamic in a relationship change once you actually know yourself and love yourself? Um, because I love myself and I'm on my self-love journey, I don't think I'm completely there, but definitely way better than the first two years. I'll tell you that. Um, I'm way nicer. Um, you know, if you ask Lola, there are definitely still some time especially my period. It's a little rough, but I definitely am way nicer. Um, Finding a significant other that can handle your outbursts during your self-love journey. um, It understands that, you know, growing up, obviously growing up life, 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 everybody, you know? Um, But for me, I never learned how to communicate with men and Mm. through dating him, I've learned it, but it's a lot of learning stages. Like, you can't talk to me like that. Like that's, you know, that, and then he, he teaches me how to talk to men, but not like, not manipulatively. Like I really want you to learn how to talk to men so that our relationship can be better Mm. and you can be a better person because of it. Um, And I will say in your self-love journey, that childhood trauma, like I said before, will get exposed. Mm. I think that's necessary. It is necessary because you learn more about a person about when you learn about their childhood and how it affected them as an adult. 
You know, yeah. so we're working through that. I have worked through it. It's honestly, my therapist is helping as well. Um, but I will say like, he really taught me how to be a, how to be a better human being. And because I'm so comfortable with him to be vulnerable in turn, that makes me a better person. So I could be a better partner. Mm. So like, it's kind of like a full circle. Like, I really feel like I was a young warthog in the beginning of a relationship. And now I, I feel like I've developed, even though this is not how animals work, I've developed into a very beautiful butterfly. <laughs> the pipeline is crazy. <laughs> like, I don't know what metamorphosis happened, but we got here. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I also feel like a lot of pitfalls, like to be completely real, I think a lot of pitfalls in, in a lot of relationships are like insecurity and getting jealous and like the, the threat of someone else messing up y'all's relationship I think comes up a lot but I feel yeah. like when you are more secure in yourself and you love yourself it's like I'm sure. not really worried about the other girls I'm not worried who looking at you as much I'm still gonna be worried because like, why are you going out there with a fresh cut <laughs> okay why he is still got the little let's talk about it he still got the little white line because he just got white. he got the white the white line. You know the white line when they be in the chair. You know the I know the white line. Absolutely. Do I understand the white line? No. <laughs> I, I, get it. I used to think they were just putting eyeliner on it. Because why is there a white line on that man's hairline? Please wash his hair. Like, can can he get a shampoo? Like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? What? So, I mean, I think it's natural to have a healthy level of jealousy. Yeah. But I think this also, if we have any type B boys typing in, like, you know, I think... A lot of guys get jealous very quick. Oh my gosh. For a lot of them, it's like, it's an, it's something you need to work on internally because why are you so upset at the fact that you bagged a baddie and she getting attention? Because That's she's a bad girl. She's with you for a reason. That part. And I think a lot of guys are insecure, very insecure. And it gets labeled as, oh, I'm being protective or I'm being, you know, like I'm protecting what's mine. When in reality, it can turn into controllingness and a very, very toxic situation very, very quick. I will say, if he's a good man, and you know in your in your heart of hearts, if he's a good man, give that man some words of affirmation. Because maybe he just mm. he hasn't had a haircut in three weeks, and you just looked at somebody who had a haircut. Yeah, like, that. Give him some words. He needs something to work with. Some reassurance. Some reassurance. Yeah. And you'll know in your heart. Whether it's a man, because I personally like, I, I do like when 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 the when they get a little jealous, because it's like, oh, you're here, it's here, it's gonna be a little cute. But like for especially for my younger girlies that are tapping in, you'll know in your like stomach whether that's oh he's a little jealous because he cares about me or this is a controlling situation. Yeah, because it can and turn it, real bad, real it can bad, turn real bad, real quick. Yeah, um, but also I think that's a good point for guys too, like. Like their 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 insecurities and their like lack of self love, I think comes off as like aggressiveness, mm -hmm. and, and it gets labeled as like, oh, I'm passionate, but it's like, where is that coming from though? Just give them some love because maybe they didn't have love growing up. Or yes. thank you, especially for our black men. Like we need to protect them more, love yeah. them a little bit harder because they go through a lot. We we so, both do. I will say what what has helped me. Like sometimes I'm like you know what? This is just a little black boy in a man's body. Like mm. he, A lot of them are. Like, they're just really just kids at heart. Realistically. Like, the amount of time they spend on that video game. Come on now. They 
they're kids they thinking it's so cute. Like they're just hopping on with they boys. They be so bro. What they're doing on there, but at all Lola be there's he breathes a certain way when he games, and it'd be so funny because he is so serious about that game. Like he's like, I needed 16 men on this Saturday. They're talking about they won't get a lunch. <laughs> I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna get kicked out for 31 days if we don't. If I, I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, baby, did we win? No, he's like, that's not how it works. I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, did you achieve a coin? Like, what? Right. Do we have to buy more coins? Like, <laughs> lots of questions. I'm thinking this is Club Penguin, Pet Pet Park. All I know. Startled. Maybe a cute little Pop Tropica vibe. That's right. it. Right. A little, no, okay. literally. Like, I be treating it like a star doll. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I was a huge star doll girl. My account still might be active. I might hop on tonight. Like, I. Insane. Insane. Oh, man. But, moms, wow, this is good. This is good. I, I'm enjoying this. Me too. Me too. I'm loving this. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um,. What do you think is the worst part about loving yourself first? I will say it's just that level of vulnerability vulnerability you have to have with yourself. It's just very exposing. Like it definitely feels like you're on an episode of Naked and Afraid, but for an extended amount of time. I will say I'm a very selfish person um, because I've always put school or other people's happiness first. Um, But this is the first time in my life when it's really just been about me. Like what's going to make me happy? Mm. And it's weird because I feel bad that I'm not being a people pleaser, but it's way better on the side. Because all I got to do is please myself. The grass is greener. I, I tell you that. And it's cheaper on emo- on your emotional state, your bank account, your physical state, all the states. United States of America. United. Okay. Hey. Joe Byron. <laughs> For president. <laughs> Come on, Kamala, with that silk press. I love her. <laughs> if y'all see the the Kamala um, Miss K's uh, meme, no, it's me because I love that meme. I love, love that meme. Oh my god! <laughs> it's been, I saw it for at least four times in the past four days. Like the wheels on the bus. Like what was that even about? I love how she sings that song because it's not right. It, why are you singing it like that? <laughs> I really hope she becomes president. I hope she becomes president because we're going to laugh more than we ever had as a country. Oh, we're going to have That lady loves to giggle. And me too. She just like me. I want to be like her. (laughs) I want to laugh like her. I want to laugh as hard as she laughs. She just laughs so hard. president, bro. I want silk press. I don't know. All silk presses need to be 65 again. Wash and blow dry included. Oh, the girlies are not going to like that. The service models girlies are not going to like that one. They all just logged off. <laughs> That's it. I actually am not a black girl anymore. <laughs> but what about you, moms? What's the worst part of lo- uh, about learning to love and value yourself? Um, for me, I think it's, or at least in my case, like until you do find that person that is worth your time and your energy, it's a very lonely journey. Like healing and putting yourself first and really setting your boundaries is very, very lonely because you're no longer dealing with just no regular schmegular that's just there to waste your time. Like, and I think it's, it's lonely in the sense that like, you're, you don't have that person that you're just talking to just to talk to. But in a sense, like 
you are saving so much mental energy and you're not wasting your own time. And even and money. Also, huh? Said even money, maybe if you didn't a bum. Oh yeah, easily. And I think like once you cut out the BS yeah. and the toxicness, life gets a little boring, but like in a good way though. Like I'm no longer dealing with mess, you know, and for a good reason, because I don't deserve that anymore. Yeah. So I feel like if you're, especially if you're in like a toxic Sneaky link situation shit. We have literally 80 different names. It's insane. For, for for But all it is at the end of the day is just someone that's not committing to you. That part. No matter how we label it. Like, yeah. And once you have that person out of your life, it, it will be lonely at first. But in the long run, you're going to feel a lot better. And you're probably going to realize so much more about yourself and what you actually want. Because like we said earlier, I think that should be the affirmation of the week. Would your husband do that? Mm. Would your mm. wife do that? Would your long-term partner do that? No, they wouldn't. Like the person you genuinely want to be with in the end of the day. And I will say um, this can also apply to friendships. Like mm. you can take all this and apply it to friendships. And, Copy you know, and paste. Yeah. And your self-love journey will get better when you cut out those people that you know really ain't writing for you. Because I feel like once you get in your 20s, you're like, okay, who's really here for me? Who's mm. ready to lift me up when I'm down? Like, who's really checking for me? And it shows in so many ways in your life. Like, I think about, um, there's like, a, there's been a couple dark years. Like, everyone talks about 2016 as a great year. Like, oh, 2016, best year of our life. For me, that was the one of the worst years of my life. That was a hard one. That's when, that's when Serenity passed. Yeah, that was a very, for me, like, I, I really had a rough time in that, in that year. And I just don't think that it's worth it. Mm-mm. Like relationship wise, friendship wise, I would never put myself through that again for the sake of not being lonely or having people in my life that, you know, I could just call and talk to. Like if they're not treating you right, it really is not worth it. And if it put- reflects in every aspect, like I look back at pictures, 2016 was rough. Uh, 2019, 2019 and 2018 were a little rough at times. And I look back at pictures of that and I can literally see it in my face. Like, School rocked me, and I think I'll, I'll I can see it. the drainingness. Like I can see it in my own eyes, and I'm like, "That's a totally different girl." Yeah, I and love that. Masking it, I don't archive any of my pictures, so you really can see the progress of me. And wow, mm. wow, wow! Like I'm, I've always been a big smiler, so I've always been able to hide my emotions. But so you really would couldn't tell. But if I looked at that picture, I could be like, okay. She yeah. didn't know that we were bad friends then, but it, it's coming. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it's coming. It's coming. And a lot of times you don't even get that closure until later. That's another thing I want to say. Um, the worst part about learning to love yourself is that you might not get the closure you're looking for. And sometimes I, no closure is still closure. You just got to close the book yourself. I'm sorry. Close it. Literally. Do not wait on someone else to give you closure on a situation. If you know how you feel about it, you feel that way for a reason. Period. And yeah. talk, talk through it with a the therapist. That, that. And sometimes the closure might not even come for years later. Like, side note, I talked about 2016 being a very, very rough year. Part of that was that um, one of my best friends at the time, we had a huge, huge falling out and breakup, right? Friendship mm-hmm. breakup. Um, very dramatic, right? I remember feeling so just down about that. Like, that was a real heartbreak when it comes to friendships for me. Mm-hmm. And recently, like as in like last week, 
the girl that I fell out with. And to this day, we have never spoken. Follow me on Instagram. <gasps> and I literally had like a wave of all those emotions I felt, like 16-year-old me, of like losing my best friend that I've been down with since middle school, like all of that. And it literally, I, I really had to sit here and think like, do I want to let somebody back into my life? Even though it's been years later and we're grown now, like not to say I'm holding grudges, but it's like, I don't uh, want, I don't think, I don't think it's worth it. It's like getting back with the ex. You already know what they're capable of. That is your ex for a reason. uh. (laughs) Like Uh, like, uh, the same thing I swear happened to me. Some, one of the girls in the friend breakup, she she followed me back on Twitter. No, she followed me on Twitter. And I said, in what conversation, in what my headspace where you're like, let me follow Faith back. Let me, really? let me follow Faith again. What, what, was I in your mouth? Sometimes I wish I could turn colors on people, my neighbors in people's mouths. Literally that. And sometimes I'm like, maybe she realized like what she did was effed up. And it's like, a, it's a guilt thing. Like maybe she's on her own self-healing journey and trying to yeah. reap reparations. You know, so I be trying to cut people some slack. But at the same time, we've moved on, baby. That part. We never did go Because I already, because I, I didn't like how you moved then. Um, and you know, I'm a whole different person. Yeah. I look, every single year, I'm a very different person than I was the last year. Bro, the way Lola, like, sometimes he's like, when we first met, you kept on saying that you were a crackhead, and I just couldn't. I was like, "This girl's low off." And then he was like, "Then I figured out you were the you were the token black girl, and it made a whole bunch of sense." And I was like, "Thanks for calling me out. Thanks." <laughs> but in that friendship, I really was the token black girl. Like they were down for the count vibes, but at the end of the day, it was only me that was darker than I don't know. Uh, what's what's the paper bag? I'm talking the bit So, yeah, we we're never gonna ever be friends again. Shout out to you for following me, so you can kind of see what's going on. I don't really do nothing on Twitter for real. I just retweet, but I don't know. I, it was it was just weird, and I don't even be like it. I don't check, you know, my notifications. So the fact that like I logged in, notifications popped up. I was like, oh, that's that's odd. I guess I was. That's odd. It is odd. No, in my situation, the girl actually. Um, I, I was like, that's crazy. But I, I hadn't I hadn't looked at my phone all day because at work I'd be having D and D on. Yeah. Um, so I hadn't seen it, right? So I saw the notification that she followed me. So I, I was like, Do I follow back? And I thought about it like for about a good hour. Like she oh, follows wow. me back. Um I was like multitasking, but it just kept coming up in my head. Yeah. And then I went back and saw that she unfollowed me. <gasps> I was like, Did she ask was she just snooping and accidentally followed and like I just happened to get the notification? But I was like, now I need to make sure she knows that I saw it, though. So yeah. I followed. And then she refollowed. It was just a weird thing. And Whoa. I was just like, what's going like, on? I feel like, you know, this isn't meant to be a friendship needs to be revived. If, like, we follow it. And if you follow me and then you unfollow it, like, girl, let no. it's, let been, it it's been a minute, you know? It's that been a minute. Works. But for real, like, I think it's very hard to cut ties, especially if it's, like, a friend. Like, for me and her, like, it was giving, like, we were the same person, like, like twin flame type. Mm. So I was like, ah, you know, that's hard. But it's the same thing. If like an ex comes back in your life, like you have to realize that you have to put yourself first regardless. And even though like the good memories might be good, the bad ones were obviously bad because otherwise y'all would still be talking. Make that pros and cons list. 
Mm. Obviously, those cons will outweigh the pros. And don't put don't put pros on there just to fill up the list. Yeah. Real pros. Real pros. pros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but moms. That's, this is a really good episode. I'm really enjoying this. Me too. I'm gonna listen back to this and be like, "Yeah, they they spitting." Like, that was good. That was a bar. That was <laughs> a bar. <laughs> the thing is, we we had an, another episode, but we were like, we're, we we got too deep in the past two episodes. Like, we need some fun and fresh. Yeah, we needed something more like I don't know, a little more oof to it. Yeah, we didn't have any spicy episodes, and I feel like you introducing, you know, Mister Waterfront. Really, get some spice. Mr. Waterfront is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it did. It for sure did. Because I've never done that on the podcast. This is yeah. like a first. This is growth. It is growth. Because I will tell y'all that honestly, getting this this podcast up and running was a, was a rough one. That and learning to actually talk about stuff and be a little yeah. more open, which I'm still working on. But this, that's, that was a step. You know, when that lady stepped in 2023, she didn't step. Mm, into she on them little steps. She sure did. And she got you the boxes were, behind her. Yeah. There. The, the first box is Mr. Waterfront. So shout out to you for real. Shout out to Mr. Waterfront. Yeah. Yeah. He going to be smiling in his car. But okay, y'all. So we're going to talk about some ways to practice self-love this Valentine's Day. Also, I don't want to hear none of y'all or t- I don't want to see none of y'all typing Valentine's. I that hate who touched on that? Happy Valentine's Day. Imagine, no, 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 no. If, if, if any man asked y'all to be his Valentine, say no. <laughs> y'all baby is going to come out. No. <laughs> no. Let, let that man go. Get Let that Valentine's man go, please. Okay. We don't got, we don't got a Valentine for it. <laughs> no Valentine. Okay. Now, moms. What are some ways that you're going to practice or the girlies can practice self-love this Valentine's Day? Okay, so I'm going to rapid fire some some, some lists, okay? Yeah. So first thing, do a favorites day, okay? This is going to be your favorite foods. Wear your favorite perfume. Go to your favorite spots. Literally all of your favorites, write it down and find a way to make a day out of all of that. Mm-hmm. That's the way you're going to put yourself first and probably learn more about what you like because I'd be like, what is my favorite color? You know, like I'd really be sitting here having to think. Um, also because I'm indecisive and I choose about eight different colors. But Real that's bad. Yeah. It depends on the season. I'm not going to hold you. But anyway, wow. so do a favorites day. Number two, uh, this is a little more introspective, but yeah. make peace with your last ex relationship. And this is internally. This don't mean reach out to this man. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you send that. I miss you text. We're not doing that. Yeah. We're growing and moving on. Right. But in your head, if you feel like you still have like, residual pain left over or things you feel like you probably need to confront and work through take valentine's day as like a mental growth day and really write out how you feel about that person and then either crumble it up burn it throw it in the mailbox you don't even got to put his address on it do something where you feel like you're getting those feelings out and discarding them and make sure that you're really being intentional about that so that that's a that's one that's a little more um if you want to cry maybe but so, uh, number three, say those affirmations in the mirror when you wake up. I mean it. Like, look in the mirror and talk to yourself. Yeah. Uh, I think I mentioned this before, but, like, there was a Tabitha Brown clip where she was talking about how she started talking to herself and she was so uncomfortable with it. And she was like, that's because the person I'm looking at in the mirror, I don't even know her. Oh, that's a hard one to swallow. 
I said, damn, Tab. <laughs> that's crazy because it's true. So really practice talking in the mirror. Um, that's something you can start your Valentine's Day off with. Uh, number four, take yourself on your dream date. So like when I was like 14, I like wrote out what my dream date would be. And it was so dramatic. It was like, we going to Six Flags. Then he take me to a Beyonce concert. Like it was real OD. But try to find a most realistic dream date you would like and take yourself on that. And I guarantee you, you know, you'll probably have a fun time. And then number five, my final tip, have a Galentine's Day. Uh, it could be with Valentine's Day doesn't even fall on a weekend this year. So yeah. you can take the the weekend before Valentine's Day if you have a man to be with him or you have a partner be with them. And the weekend after, have a Valentine's Day. Like really appreciate the women and the female friendships you have in your life because they could be just as fulfilling as a relationship, honestly. Like the connections that I have with my with my my girlfriends and the friendships and the trust we've built are so valuable to me. So yeah. really take some time to like spend time with your gals if you are in a relationship. And if you aren't, you know, just appreciate, you know, your girlfriends because mm-hmm. they're going to be there. They're going to be there. When that man mess up, they're going to be there. Thanks. What about you, mom? For me, um, a little bit similar, but just a few also rapid fire. Uh, One, plan a day that's all about you. I'm talking about from waking up to going to sleep. Um, Also, journal. I journal or to get in that devotional and really do some introspective work. Like, what do I want to work on? What, who is the woman that I want to become in the next year or even the next month? Like, just really do some work on yourself because how are you going to love somebody when you can't leave yourself? And that's why it was a bit rocky. Rocky strong, okay, for our relationship. Like, it's always been happy-go-lucky, lucky charm vibes, but Lola definitely had to do some work on me because I was such a brat. Um, so, uh, also, go to your favorite restaurant. Put on that expensive perfume. Mm. Write down 10 things that you love about yourself, physically, mentally, and emotionally. Honestly, all the leaves, okay? At minimum 10. Um, I feel like that also goes back to, you know, looking in the mirror and saying like, who am I? What do I like about myself? Mm. Well, if you got a big booty and that's all you've been known for, let's do some work, mamas. What else? What else we got going for us? Not let's do some research, mamas. (laughs) Let's do some research, mamas. What else do you got work going for you, Buckaroo? Um, You know, book a trip. I honestly, I'm kind of in my being comfortable spending money era. And, you know, booking a trip, especially for type A black girls can kind of be soothing. Honestly, um, but spend a whole day just plan a trip. Sounds like pure bliss to me. I, I love that stuff. Um, figure out honestly, even, even if you're not going nowhere, uh, a mock itinerary to go to Tulum with some girlfriends, and then be like, "Hey, this is what it's looking like. Who want to come with me?" You know, um, what is it? Figure out what you really like. Not your friends, not your parents. What you really like, because I know I had to figure that out when I left. Phoenix because I had always done what my family did or what my friends did. You know, it wasn't like what I wanted to do at the end of the day. It was like, okay, as a consensus, what do we all want to do? Um, so after doing some of that introspective work, who you are, what you like, what you don't like about yourself, you know, you might even end up crying, but that's okay because they're happy tears because you're working on yourself. Mm. And it's worth it because you only got you at the end of the day. At the end of the day. When it's all said and done. It's only you, Buckaroo. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Shoot. We could be some, we, we could be some therapists, okay? <laughs> I don't know you're about to say that. <laughs> I don't know you're about to freaking say that. 
Um, but mom, let's get into the affirmation of the week. Okay. So our affirmation, say this in the mirror, okay? Mm-hmm. It is natural for me to love myself. And I love myself just how I am. No changes. That's hard because when you wake up and take that bond off. Poof. Hmm. When you wake up and you got one lash hanging on. Insane. What? Why did you go to sleep with lashes on in the first? Girl, I'm thinking of my lash. I'm thinking of my lash extension girlies. You know when, oh, the, you know, yeah. you know when the one single little lash you know, come off. They all over the pillow. Mm-hmm. Sick. Crazy. Sick. Um, but we do have some calls from the request line. I think we only have time for one. But that's okay. okay. <clears throat> so we have one that says, thoughts on birth control and how it affects women's bodies and mental health. Also, do you think men should be taking it instead? You want to go first, Simi? Um, well, you can, you can start off. I'm, I'm In all transparency, I'm not on birth control, so I really can't speak on like how it affects women's bodies. But I have heard things, so I will let you take this one. Okay, so I started birth control. Um, well, let's start before I got on birth control. So I was extremely scared of birth control. Honestly, all medication. I don't know if this is just me or just like black women in general, but I just I don't know if because I can't be in control and I don't know how medication is going to affect me. I try not to take it um, mm. unless it's for cramps. I'm gonna I'm take that VC powder or leave or my dog. <laughs> Okay, I am not a warrior. Oh, I'm popping eight ibuprofens. I don't care. I'm in that bed. Make it stop. Make me like a zombie, okay? Um, but before I got on birth control, I was very scared because my mom, when my mom got on birth control, um, it made her a little crazy. And then, then she got off of it. And then that's how I was born because she was off of it. Then my, my, um, my sister also got on it. And... Um, it didn't go well for her either. So I was genuinely very scared for what it was going to be on me because I I had heard about the shot and the girls getting periods like for months at a time. I had heard about, um, and they like blew up, like gained like a hundred pounds in a few months. Mm. Um, who else? I also, I just didn't want to gain a lot of weight and I didn't want to go crazy because of birth control. And, but because I interned, knew I probably was comfortable with becoming sexually active. I didn't, I knew I couldn't afford for kids to be in the, in the, you know, in, in the, the in the head, in the headspace, in the picture. Exactly. So I just knew the, the most responsible thing was for me to not only be safe, obviously everybody use condoms, but to get on birth control. So that, that was one thing that I could control. So I, um, the lady told me, um, she prescribed me something cause I also had, I've always had horrible cramps. So I initially got on it because of cramps. And then it also happened that it coincided that I was sexually active. So it just kind of worked out. And honestly, because I had a birth control, started eating fettuccine Alfredo every single week during COVID was stagnant and at home all the time during COVID. I don't know what attributed to my weight gain, but I do know I gained a lot. I, I gained a grown woman body, AKA a regular body. Like I finally hit the one tens. I was like, what the heck is this? And now I'm 120 and I've never been at a healthier, happier weight in my life. Like I finally don't look like Voldemort, you know? Um, Cause I was sunken real bad in like like I understand why all my family members would be like you need to put some meat in those bones I get it (laughs) like I understand so but for my mental health I really don't know how it affected me 
I don't think it affected me too much, but also I took it during my formative years. So I honestly could be a whole different person off of birth control. I don't honestly know if this is who I am or if this is who I am because of my birth control. Cause I started it when I was, I think 19 or 20 and now I'm 23 and I've always t- I've taken it since then. Um, I actually have a video on my YouTube on starting birth control and you could see how little I was. Oh my gosh. I was so small. Um, so I will say just maybe do your research, talk to an OBGYN before getting on it and only get on birth control if you have super, super bad cramps or if it's like an acne thing, like don't feel pressure to get on birth control because like all your friends are getting on it, all that stuff. And also do your research on the shot versus the IUD versus the pill. Um, I knew I I probably would never survive getting an IUD inserted um, un- unless I was on drugs. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, I, I heard the IUD is one of the worst pains you've ever experienced. Like and my, some yeah. people said worse than childbirth. So, and one of my friends, she literally got IUD. She has the highest pain tolerance. She got an IUD, literally went to an engineering class right after. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to take the day off. Absolutely not. And then she had her period for the entire summer. Heavy too. I'm talking about super tampons. So I said, okay, well, that's out the picture. The depot shot. Everybody that I know that took the depot shot had like to go to the the uh, emergency room, was bleeding like like there was no tomorrow. Sometimes it didn't work and they still had babies like no. So I I was just like, I don't want the shot. Don't want the IUD. Give me that pill um, so we can get it going for real. And yeah, um, I don't know if I've talked about this in the pod, but I did it. Um, I wasn't sexually active for the first year of me and Lowe's relationship. And then at once like that year hit, I was like, I think like, let's have this talk. Then we have to talk. It's like, are you sure you want to get on birth control? Like, you don't know how that's going to affect you. Um, had the conversation from OBGYN. Like there was a lot of consultations and then I got on it and gained weight, but I feel really good. Um, granted, like I said, don't know how it affected me realistically. I could be a whole nother faith. At, without birth control, but I like who I am right now, so it's mine. <laughs> you said no complaints. No complaints, honestly. And honestly, on the last part, do you think men should be taking it instead? Absolutely. Yes. Because yes. guess what? We can only be pregnant nine months at a time. They can mm-hmm. go pull a Nick Cannon and Boom. shoot up the club Boom. nine times in a day if they wanted to. The it's not a fair up, play. Okay. Field. It is not a fair it's playing not. field whatsoever. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I'm a huge advocate for uh, that. But I also feel like if male birth control was introduced, they'd be like, oh, no. Nah. What you mean I'm going to gain weight and my I'm mood's going to change? They would hate that. Yeah. But it's like, look at how much we already sacrificed just to have to go through that. But if that was ever an option for that men, part. they'd be like, no, there's too many side effects. They would not be for it at all. So I don't think, even if it's introduced, I don't think most men would go for that. I'm not going to lie. No. No. Because at the end of the day, women are natural caretakers and they go through more. And if a man has to go through the pain of an IUD? Oh, they're going to lose it. <laughs> they're probably going to die. <laughs> they're, uh, men are so dramatic. Have you ever seen me Ever ever when a man sick is a man. Oh. If, have you seen a man sick? Like a simple cold, <sighs> a simple. <laughs> will have them laid out in bed. Like this is not yellow fever. 
I love being a caretaker, though. I'd be like, okay, yeah, what else do you need? I'd be oh, so my funny. Poor, my poor I love being you need a hug what you need you want to put some covers on you okay <laughs> like but <laughs> whole time they come just on now <laughs> and they don't want to take it oh men do not like taking medicine oh oh i'm getting irritated to think about you come on now no it's okay i'll get over it. no you won't no, no you won't no you're not but let's go ahead and get into the why would you say um, we go we got a few good ones. I'm very, very excited. And mom, do you want to go first? Yeah. So my first one I saw on Twitter, uh, this girl said my stomach kept growling on FaceTime and he asked me if I need DoorDash money. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> why would you embarrass me like that? That's so humbling. <laughs> that like Actually, maybe I do. We, can you get me Panda Express, please? Like, but my thing is, like, money, I'll how make loud it. It has to be really loud for him yes. to hear it, though. Through FaceTime, yeah, you're right. That girl had to be starved in the drive. <laughs> that's embarrassing. I'm sorry. That's insanely embarrassing. Um, I talked to. I feel like I said this last time. I don't know. Tell remind, tell me if I'm if if you feel in deja vu. I'm literally in the middle of killing myself. I'm done trying. I give up. There's nobody. There's nothing nobody can say. See y'all on the other side. I think you said this one. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Another one. Um. Basically, this guy says, "How many slices of pizza do you think you can eat in one sitting?" He said, mm, "What kind of pizza? Like normal? Like what kind of normal? Thin crust? Normal crust?" Hmm. How many topping? Cheese or pepperoni? Normal pepperoni, normal crust pizza. Oh, okay. Well, what did he say? Oh, okay. Are you asking how many slices I eat normally or how many I eat pushing my boundaries? Like the max you could do in sitting, pushing your boundaries. How big are the slices? Basically, this dude goes on to ask all these freaking questions when the question of the day was how many slices of pizza do you think you can eat in one sitting? He's talking about some. This actually makes me mad because why wouldn't you just answer the question? All of this, all of this mystery. What talking about? Is it like Chuck E. Cheese size? Answer <laughs> the question. What does that mean? What does Chuck E. Cheese size Chuck e. Cheese, even mean? I was gonna say I don't even know. I haven't been to Chuck E. Cheese in so long, and even as a kid, I was not eating that. How is that a frame of reference? Is it Chuck E. Cheese size? Come on Chuck now. Chuck E. Cheese used to scare me as a kid. Moms, I went to a kid birthday party. I was extremely scared. Oh, no. There's, like a a video of me, there's a video of me under a table crying over Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, no. Like the I'm not hold you. I think Chuck E. Cheese is. <laughs> oh, no. Those things are scary. The animatronic is a demon. I don't care what nobody say. <laughs> the eyes was moving on their own. Okay? Like, I'm not with it at all. I knew from a very young age that I don't I play be- with demons. <laughs> like, I'm absolutely not. <laughs> don't play with demons is crazy. I learned at an <laughs> early age that I don't. <laughs> Mom, 
What is your, why would you say that? Please. Okay. This other girl says, y'all mamas was boiling fabuloso and making y'all little beans, beans and weenies in the same pot. That's what's wrong with y'all now. And that's why my hair can't grow past my shoulders. And that's why my mom put a perm on my what? head when I was eight. <laughs> Whole time. I never had no now. Shout out to my mom because that damage would have been irreversible. I think I had a relaxer, but it was one of those like real light ones. Nothing too insane. My hair has never been like real kinky. Da, 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 da. Um, but I definitely know that smell. <laughs> you know that. I know that smell. Yeah. My cousin's no. got it often. And I never like sorry sorry about it. No, the smell that would get me was when I was going through my like frying my hair every day phase. And I just knew when I walked in the classroom they could all smell my burnt hair. I knew it. A guy behind um, me, his name was Trey that's- in my class. He smelt it every day. I feel for that man. That was me when I tried to do wash and goes, but like literally just wash my hair with water and go. <laughs> and I smell like a wet dog. That that smell, I that, that's why I was always afraid to wash and go because I'd be like, how do these girls do wash and goes? I my hair will smell like a wet dog. I cannot leave the house with my hair wet. Now I understand it was products, not just water, but you know, it's growing paints. <laughs> hair is just water. No, the worst is when <laughs> go. It's not even really a wash and go. That's- it's a wash, detangle, put some products in there. In your coil. Like, it's not really going yep. at all. It's not going at all. It's many different levels of processing. Yeah. But, girl, okay, I got one more. So, okay. <laughs> this girl says, I told an old friend how I felt about something that happened right then and there. She deflected and pointed out things that happened two years ago that I never knew she felt a way about. Her and her baby got blocked that day. Don't play with me. <laughs> I said, what? What? What you see? why is the baby getting blocked? Why did baby Instagram get blocked? All he wanted to do was say, my mom loves me. <laughs> I just thought about her going to, I thought about her going to a baby's <laughs> Instagram and you know the the bio be like ran by mommy and daddy. Like I thought about her going to that page and blocking him. <laughs> That's insane. Blocking the baby is a new one. Blocking the baby is crazy. <laughs> That's like blocking the dog's Instagram page. Like what he do? Oh, I'm blocking him. He's the biting dude. I'm I'm blocking him. That. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> ah! That's he used to bite me. It's crazy because why would the dog bite you? No, I'm playing. I literally, I always think like <laughs> I've never had a dog act crazy around me. But I, I feel like when people have dogs and their dogs are normally chill, and all of a sudden you bring their dog, your dog around somebody, and they start going bananas and they like hate them. Something is wrong with that person's energy because that dog has never acted like this. Yeah, and it, but also if you smell good, they be all up in your miss girl. Like, can you oh move, please? Girl. Please. I'm literally begging. Like, I think you know my scent. I think you can leave. <laughs> Get out of no. me. No, that's embarrassing. When they start sniffing around. Like, what did, where's your manners at? <laughs> Have some coof. <laughs> 
drama. Gosh. The girl. Now, now we got some to-dos, okay? Make sure you figure out a solo date or a Valentine's Day date, something, or a self-love date, something, okay? And if you live in the D.C. area or even the DMV area, tap in so we can mm. figure out what the vibe is people where we can go because that's the only planning we do and we really got to suck up this planning because that's the only planning we doing for that weekend exactly and another thing we are doing um black creator shout outs all this month in honor of black history month yeah so we're highlighting our favorite black creators um if y'all have any suggestions just message us and we'll make sure to shout them out too yeah um but yeah so follow us on instagram we, ha- we put out a lot of content i realize we really be yeah we be posted. So really interact with us. And we yeah, we love y'all. Yeah, we love y'all. This is good. And I'm very excited for our tight P trip. Whoever comes, I'm really excited to see y'all. And this, this, it's going to be one for the books for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very excited. Um, <laughs> But all right, y'all. We love y'all. And Bye, tap guys. in next Friday for another episode. Bye. Bye.